Welcome, 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 guys, back to the Bro Bucket Podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything and anything surrounding the NBA. How are you, Kellyan? I'm actually pretty good. Thanks for asking. I had a good meal, so I'm pretty happy. What about you? Um, I'm doing fine. My meal is actually cooking in the very this moment. Um, and I'm finally home. I came back to Bulgaria. Mm, so I can be under quarantine uh, back home. That's nice. I'm returning to in in a, in a week and a half. So after the quarantine, I'll see you. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice, and that's something new. It's good. To, it's good to mention in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're keeping the listeners um, engaged, involved in our personal life yeah yeah, yeah 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 for sure did you hear that they they think of um, prolongating the um, quarantine period for for two to 21 days in bulgaria yeah 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 they uh they want to do that uh, especially for people coming back from countries like they they're going to extend um i don't know how you how you say that, like the, the period where people should stay at home and not work, they're going to extend it until 13th of May yeah. here. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think it's all for, for the better. Yeah. I mean, the, a, a complete isolation is kind of, it's kind of good for the country because it's not really powerful and we, we, we can't allow ourselves to have too many victims and too many ill people at the same time. True. True. Um, do you want to do you want to start with our podcast so we stay clear of the um, uh, coronavirus topic? Because yeah, I think it's, uh, people get enough of that. Yeah, let's switch it up. Uh, I'll introduce the topics for today to you guys, and those are going to be our best what ifs in the NBA, meaning that uh, situations that must have happened or must have not happened. And if they did or didn't, uh, it would have changed the landscape of the NBA. And you 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 understand when we when we start talking about it. Uh, and then we're going to discuss the best coach in the history of the NBA, uh, which is, from what I hear, one of Nicola's uh, favorite topics. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's. It's not it's one of my most favorite topics, but I think it's one of the best debates that uh, are quite underrated in today's game, and people don't talk about that too often. Yeah, and then Nicola told me that he has a topic for me that I don't know uh, that's not related to the NBA, and he wants me to participate without knowing uh, before that. So that's going to be interesting. Stay tuned for that, for sure. Yeah, I wanted to shake things up a little bit, you know, talk about some stuff outside of outside of the NBA and sometimes uh, outside of the basketball. Just talk a bit about ourselves and uh, some funny stories or funny things that are happening to us. Sounds good. So, yeah. Um, should I kick things off with uh, my first what if? Yeah, sure, go ahead, go ahead. My first one is the one that's, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me because it affected one of my favorite players, uh, but it also affected my favorite team in a positive way, and I probably wouldn't have been 
a fan of this team if this didn't happen. Uh, and I'm talking about Chris Paul. And for those who don't know, Chris Paul used to play for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and they were a really bad team, but he was performing really well. Some people might say that those were his best days. He almost won an MVP there as well. Uh, and, but he was really frustrated with the team. He wanted out, for sure. And he made it be known, um, and the Hornets found a trade for him. And that trade was actually him going to the Lakers and playing alongside Kobe Bryant. And the trade got accepted, but then, a day later, the trade was vetoed by the NBA. And the reasoning behind that is because the Charlotte Hornets didn't have a majority owner. Uh, the NBA was uh, playing the role of an, of an owner, so the NBA had a saying in all the trades that the Hornets did, meaning that they could stop or veto the, the trade. And this is exactly what they did. Uh, and everybody was perplexed. Nobody know, knew what, what was happening. It's the only time in the NBA that that, that has ever happened, that the NBA um, disrupts uh, trade. And um, it's it's really weird to think about what what would have happened, because then a week later he, he he gets sent to to the to the Los Angeles Clippers, joining Blake Griffin and creating the Lob City. But if he if the Lakers trade went through, he would have been playing with one of the one of the old times old time greats. You know what I mean? He, he and I think this would have benefited both of their careers, meaning uh, Kobe would have had. Uh, at least one or two more championships, in my opinion. And, of course, Chris Paul would have gotten that ring he, he's always wanted. What do you, what do you think? What, what, first of all, what do you think of the of David Stern disrupting the trade and vetoing it? What do you think? Is, is that super weird to you? Or do you think, do you think it's okay for the NBA to, to participate in a, in a trade talk? So... I think there are two sides of the coin here. Um, and first of all, I, I completely acknowledge David Stern's intentions of the veto. Um, as he stated multiple times in uh, interviews and many other occasions, his intentions behind vetoing the whole trade were to protect the Hornets, to protect the franchise, Mm. And I think that's where all the positives of this thing, of this whole situation, of this whole situation, end. Like there is nothing <laughs> else positive about this thing. Because let's let's review what Hornets would have gotten for the uh, from uh, the Lakers because it was a three it was a three team trade. Right. Yeah. So, so it was a trade that was going to uh, happen between the Rockets, the Lakers, and the Hornets. So, what the Hornets would have gotten was Lamar Odom, was um, Luis Collar from from Houston, uh, Goran Dragic, and uh, Kevin Martin. Plus a 2012 first round pick, which um, 
which on its own, it's an amazing trade package, comparing it to what they got from the Clippers. Because from the Clippers, they got Eric Gordon, who's an amazing player, and I think individually he played one of his finest years in the Hornets. Yeah. Um, they got Chris Kamen. Who's basically a nobody. Yeah, like, he had few good seasons, but they were way before the trade. Yeah. Um, and then they got this third guy that I don't even remember who was the third guy in the trade. Plus a first-round pick from the Hornets, which, oh, from, from the Clippers, which on its own was a pretty decent thing, but Hornets, they, they're not very good in trading, uh, in drafting. Yeah. So it's been, it's been well well documented that their drafts usually don't go too well. Yeah, like the only good draft that they had was Campbell Walker, and they kind of let that one slip, right? Yeah, but it's but that's I think the importance of David Stern's decision to veto the trade because it's a small market and it's not the most appetizing market, so. There are other small markets that are very, very appetizing for players. Let's say now the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. There are few players, like very good players, not like all-star level players, but let's say just below that. Like a borderline all-star player? Yeah, borderline all-star player players that they would love to join the New Orleans Pelicans because they've built a great culture over the past few months. Um, so, Hornets was not the case. Like, they were, they're still a very dysfunctional organization. Um, and I, I think that, yes, the trade the vetoing the trade leveled the league a bit and postponed uh, a ruling of a dynasty for a few years until the Golden State Warriors. Um, but it didn't do much justice for the Hornets, which were the intentions in the beginning of the veto. And that's why that's why it's so weird because, of course, David Stern is claiming that that this whole thing was made with the, the Hornets themselves in mind, but this didn't benefit him at all, which is so weird. It's just a really, really weird situation, something that has never happened again, and it probably won't happen. It's just, it's just really iffy. What is, what, is, what is one of the what-ifs that you have? So, I have one that it's, you know, I love to cheat on our podcast, so yeah, uh, I find my ways to to get around the rules of the discussion or um, the rules that we have preset it. So, I, my first one is a double-layered one. You know, it's Ooh. regarding the same team and roughly the same era. Oh, so what is it, what, what is it then? It's the Chicago Bulls could have their fate been different. And I have two scenarios for you, so we're going to discuss first the, the first one and then the second one, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take them chronologically. I think, I think um, that means that one of our what ifs matches. But yeah, let's go. Yeah, so so we're just gonna uh, discuss it a bit more. 
So the first the first player that I have to this one is LeBron James joining the Chicago Bulls in 2010. Which was a really close call if you if you yeah, remember but, those times because before joining the Miami Heat the Bulls were actually the front runner for uh, his free agency destination. Yeah, they were. They were and there were some uh, some beliefs that D Wade was going to join them, join him in Chicago Bulls, because they were looking for um, a team where they could play together. Yeah. So the narrative was that LeBron James and D Wade would go to the Chicago Bulls, where they would have to they would have to trade few players. You know, they would have to get rid of Tash Gibson. They would have to get rid of. Um, Luo Deng, so they should have done something to to make this happen. But having D Rose at point guard, Dwayne Wade at shooting guard, LeBron James at small forward, Carlos Boozer at uh, power forward, and Joachim Noah at center. With very importantly, do you think? Do you think that? Uh, that they wouldn't have had to trade Carlos Boozer, for example, in order to to acquire those players. I think he wouldn't he wouldn't have been in the, on the team if if LeBron were to join and D Wade too. I think I think players on that team would have taken significant pay cuts, like we're talking about major pay cuts, and um, I, because I looked at it and back then the contracts would have worked. If um, certain players took pay cuts, so just even even if we take Carlos Boozer out of this whole conversation and put in Tash Gibson, yeah, it's, it's still looking it's still looking pretty pretty good, of course. But uh, let me let me ask a question then. Do you think that this didn't go through because the, because the the Chicago Bulls were too inactive, or do you think that it was just the Miami Heat being too enticing and just the whole culture surrounding Pat Riley and just playing for him and in this this amazing culture of the Miami Heat. Do you think that's the reasoning or the just a wrongdoing by by the the Bulls? Actually, I have no idea and I haven't researched it that much. Um, and whatever it is, it would it would be speculations. Yeah, of course. Only. If I were to comment comment it on that, but uh, I think it's a mixture of both. Like Pat Riley uh, has proven himself as one of the greatest of all time with regards to building cultures and building teams yeah. in the sense of morale, not not in the sense of like uh, making moves and being the greatest, like like just stacking up the team with. With talent, he he's great with players and relationships. Yeah, I agree. Um, but let's let's talk about this potential lineup a bit. Where do you think that that team would have gotten? Well, that's a that's a pretty uh, it's a hard question because there's one and more what if in that story because as we know. Two years later, Derrick Rose gets injured. So, does that happen too, or does it not happen? Because I think it would have affected uh, LeBron's career 
if he were to join the, the Bulls and then lose one of his star players. Uh, but I believe, of course, I believe they would have won a, a championship or two, uh, especially if, if uh, Derrick Rose doesn't get, doesn't get hurt. Um, I can't do anything but speculate about that 2011 uh, finals where, where they originally lost to the, to the Mavericks. I would have, I would have loved to see LeBron win, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's my speculation, but I think it would have been, it would have been a pretty, pretty solid team. Yeah, I don't think that they were losing the 2011 finals if they were in that formation. Like, and let's say because the second what if regarding the Chicago Bulls, if D-Rose doesn't get hurt. So let's say he doesn't get hurt. He has LeBron and D-Wade on his team. Uh, Rocky Noah, who was, who is a, who is a great defensive player. Like he, he was a defensive player of the year in 2014. Yeah, he was so, a beast at that point. Actually, yeah. funny story, many people don't know, he finished uh, in the MVP race in fourth position, which was crazy. Joachim Noah at fourth position in the MVP race, which is wow. Yeah, yeah. But that, there's there's so many of those like surprises, and I really love to say that in those type of um, races and standings, there is only one position that matters. Um, so. I believe that that team, keeping in mind D-Rose is not hurting. I believe that that team could have easily um, been the, the new version of the Chicago Bulls, like the, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, and might even go on a limp and say that uh, D-Rose would have had a longer career which would have uh, mean a longer dynasty. Yeah, I believe so, because, I mean, we all know that De- Derrick Rose took a lot of a lot of physical contact and a lot of uh, playing time because he was the lone star on a, on a big team. And uh, he, if he had somebody to, to give him a bit of rest during crunch time or during the middle of the game, he can, uh, he can give out the ball to D-Wade, and just just chill for a bit. Maybe that that saves him an injury or two. So yeah, I believe that he would have had a a longer career. Yeah, I I think this this whole team would have would have looked so much more complete because you could have seen some holes with the Miami Heat, especially the first year and the last year. You could have seen that the first year there were no other players on that roster apart from the big three and Mario Chalmers who was who was a group, very good player in his college career like one of his he has one I think his best highlight moment is in in with Kansas in his college when he hit a game winner that was his uh, cap like that, that that was his peak reached but um yeah, they would have been so much more complete, and I think that they they win more titles together. Keep let's say that both D Rose and D Wade are healthy and their careers are longer. 
I think they could have won like something like five championships, and we could have witnessed the one of the best modern day in dynasty. But how do they figure out the whole leader of the team thing? Because it it took Miami like two years for for them to figure out like okay, this is LeBron's team, so here are the keys to the organization. You take care of everything, but. Having three of them, and we all know uh, D. Rose, Chicago own. He's born there. The the fans love him. I think it would have been yeah. it would have been weird for to figure out the whole situation with the um just with the leadership of the team. So I have my take on this is the, is the following. So back in 2010, you have D. Rose, who's emerging as one of the best young players in the league, but he's still not even close to being the best one. Uh, so he's out of the leadership discussion, which would have definitely played a role in slowing down his growth. Like, we wouldn't have seen the youngest MVP. No, not at all. And, like, he, he wouldn't have been the youngest MVP. He wouldn't have been the leader of the team. Um, so I think that's the negative part of it. Like we would have seen, uh, D Rose's growth once the team was broken. And again, keeping in mind that he remained, uh, healthy. Uh, and it actually took only one year for Miami after they lost the finals. D Way was like, okay, okay, this doesn't work like that. Uh, and he gave the, this, infamous speech and act of uh, handing over the team over to LeBron. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they they would have had that big of a problem with more difficult time. You know, like more difficult time than the Miami than uh, the Miami Heat figuring it out. Like you would have taken the same um, process. Yeah, I get what you mean. What about what about the second one? What about D Rose not getting injured? What do you think? What what is what is his what is what is he what does his career look like if he doesn't get injured? Keeping everything the same, keeping the going to Miami, and and everything. Just just D Rose, lone star on the Chicago Bulls, but he doesn't get injured. What happens then? Yeah, I think what happens then is that um, before D-Rose got injured, none of the players on the Chicago Bulls have reached their peak. Like, Luol Deng, before that, was a great defensive player, gave very good contributor offensively. Uh, Joachim Noah was not as great as he was in 2014, as we already mentioned. Um, so... For I think that Miami Heat would have would have broken up like just at the same time, but in a very very different fashion. And I don't think that the Miami Heat were getting to the 2014 NBA Finals if the Rose was um, was healthy. Well, that's a big take. That's a big take. It is because back then you had the Indiana Pacers that were really good. They were amazing. Yeah. And then you have, then you imagine you have this very good Chicago Bulls team, which gave them problems the years before that. 
Uh, yeah. So I don't think that the Miami Heat were would would have been able to to get past through those two teams consecutively. Okay, I I, I see where you're coming from. What about MVPs? Would have we had another MVP, or do you think it's uh, it's just this one left in him? Oh, I, I think I think um, he would have gotten like uh, he was capable of getting a Finals MVP, considering they would have uh, win a championship. But I don't think I, I think that was the only MVP that he got in him. Uh, I kind of agree with that because I think the type of player he was, even though he was really young, um, I think just he kind of reached his peak really early. And I'm not saying he wouldn't have gotten better; he would have gotten better, but not by a not not by a that much to beat LeBron's seasons afterwards, for example, or the, or the people after him who won amazing MVP seasons. And mind you. Even though he was the youngest MVP, Derrick Rose didn't have that good that good of a season comparing comparing it to other MVPs of the twenty the 2010s. He was averaging something like twenty four points, six uh, assists, which is which is pretty good. And and he was the he was the uh, best player on the best team in the East. But still. I believe that uh, there, even that season there were players with way better stat lines uh, with, with great position to win the MVP, but he was his story was better than theirs. So, and there was there was a pretty big um, voters fatigue when it comes to LeBron James, so he was not even the in the conversation too too much. No, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, do you want to continue with your second what if or that was my second oh, what if too? That was so, yeah yeah, yeah I remember matching. I remember so, yeah they were matching. So let's let's move on to the the whole coaching situation. Oh, but no 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 no. Oh. You have one more what if? Oh okay. Tell me tell me about it then. So I want to take you back to the year 2015, and it's about the Western Conference Finals Game Six. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you some stat line. Um Steph Curry gave you like the usual back then twenty one points, twenty ish points. Um you got Draymond Green who didn't play very well. He was terrible actually from the field. He gave us he, he had something like uh, eight points, something like that. Yeah. And then you have Clay Thompson, who had 41 points. Crazy guy, crazy series who, too. Who was shooting from the from the three point sixty something percent? Like he, it was something like sixty five percent from the three point line. He made eleven three pointers, and he won the game for the for the Golden State Warriors. To to bring them back into the series and force it into Game Seven. Um, my question for you is: If Clay Thompson didn't have that game, I have two questions for you. And the first one is: 
would they have still gotten to game seven? And my second question is, how would a league look like when KD didn't join the Golden State because the Thunders made it to the finals in 2015? Oh, that's 2016. I was so confused while we were talking. 2016. 2016, of course. 2016 yeah, yeah, yeah. is Golden State Warriors versus the, versus the Rockets. So I'm like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. 2016 was your conference finals. Ooh, that's... That, that was the first... That was actually the first uh, failing a 3-1 to one lead. Which which happened, but people only remember the finals. But I believe, I truly believe that that KD wouldn't have left the OKC if uh, they would have won the series. Uh, but dude, Clay Thompson, he stepped up big. He stepped up big, and not 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 only in in Game Six, he stepped up big in Game Seven too. It was amazing, and. Uh, I feel like the pressure got to the OKC Thunder too much, and uh, it was it was just a great performance by the Golden State Warriors, staying staying calm, being able to pull out the win. But I believe a lot of things would have would have been different because um, it's there's a big possibility that uh, that the OKC win. Uh, the finals if they get to them, which would have made KD stay. He would have had a championship, a significant one, m- may I add. And just everything would have been different. What do you think? Um, I think that the OKC Thunders would have won the 2016 um, NBA title. Um, with, <coughs> sorry, um, which would later result in, I think, more championships for LeBron James. How does that happen? Because, how does that happen? So, Katie doesn't go to Golden State. Yeah. Um, the East remains the same, so we, so we would have had, LeBron James in the finals, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, in 2017 and 2018, especially in 2017, the Cleveland they had the they had a very good team. They had a very very well rounded team, and for me, if they would have won those finals, then Curry doesn't leave, and then you have the 2018 finals, which would have been, in my opinion, like, the the OKC Thunder would, it's not one of those teams that would have been a dynasty. No, I don't think so either. No. I, I believe so, that even if they, even if, even if the OKC won uh, and went to the finals in 2016, I don't think the Golden State Warriors are, are missing the 2017 and 2018 finals. Because of course True, they would, but I don't they would think... have had more money to make more moves, so they would have updated and upgraded their roster a, a ton. True, but who do you who do you upgrade there without hindering the actual roster? 
Like, there are just a few players that you can add to that team without hindering the whole team. Yeah, it's, which, you, just need a, you just need a good big man. But in today's NBA, do you really? Like, do you need to invest a lot of money into a very good big man? Or I mean, they had everything it, else, basically, so... If if they had a True. if they had a big man that can that could have stretched the floor and they, they would have this team would have been so lethal if they had a big man that, that stretches stretches the floor because we all know something they, like cause we all know that something Nick like Brook Lopez yeah so oh, yeah the the Splash Mountain <laughs> that would have been great yeah yeah I I I know what you mean but then on the defensive end they would have they would have been that good. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, you want to get into the coaching thing? Yeah, so the whole de- debate is basically around uh, Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson, and we all know that they are the, they are they are well known the best coaches ever, and uh, the discussion is only between them two. And what is your opinion? Who do you who do you pick for the for the best coach ever? Um, both of them amazing coaches, great coaches. But for me, out of them two, Greg Popovich is hands down the better coach. I agree on that one. What do you, What are your reasonings? So my reasonings are couple. I have two very big points that I need to get out. So the first one is. For me, coaching is not only understanding the game of basketball. So Phil Jackson was a great, great basketball mind. Like the way he saw the game, unparalleled. But it is a job of a coach to motivate and and bring the team together. And I think that Greg Popovich. Keeping in mind his temper, like and, and his character, he's a very very strange person, um, character-wise. But he successfully built an organization. You know, he he had this. Um, you the only turmoil that was in the San Antonio Spurs was was the one with Kawhi Leonard recently. Yeah, when he requested. And that was the, the that was the only instance in the Greg Popovich era where somebody was was not feeling the whole team situation. Not not only that, like uh, having some sort of a turmoil. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's crazy how good of a relationship he has with with every single player that he's he's had because everybody is just giving him amazing feedback. And when when you see interviews with with previous Spurs players, you just know that that it's they love Pop. They just everybody loves him. And the thing, my, my reasoning for it actually, if if I might add it here, is uh, Hugh Jackson, as you already mentioned, great basketball mind. Uh, but I I believe he stuck to his system too much. Uh, we all know the triangular uh, uh, attack system. And it worked really well with the Bulls. Uh, it worked really, really well with the Lakers having having Shaq and Kobe. But I don't think it 
I don't think he should have stuck with it moving to the to the Knicks. And I believe that that held them down a bit uh, because it was already kind of outdated and he did not want to change a thing about it. And I think that that held them down too much. And we've we've seen Popovich have a steady play throughout most of his coaching career. But then he he's had to to coach so many different players and he has adapted to all of them really really well in my opinion. And yes, he's never he's never been the coach to uh, to stick to one just to one play style. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one last thing about this whole topic that I personally um, that makes me feel that makes me think Greg Popovich. Uh, instead of Phil Jackson is the stigma that, and I don't think that it's only like, uh, like a theory or, uh, conspiracy, but the players that both of them had to coach is very important. So let's take the Chicago Bulls. Come on, you had such a talent over there and players that were known to be talented even before they entered the league. Yep. Now, now let's go to the San Antonio's first. You have this guy, Mano Ginobili, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. You have Tony Parker, who was who was a decent player, but let's let's compare Tony Parker before he entered the league and Scotty Pippen before he entered the league. Like big the difference. Hype the hype behind um, Scotty Pippen was way bigger, and it was understandable why it was way bigger because he was such a good player even before that. Yeah. Um, you have Tim Duncan who started playing basketball when he was 16, um, and then then you trade one of your favorite players in uh, George Hill because Popovich loved George Hill. Yeah, he did. For sure. You you trade him for Kawhi Leonard, a very quiet guy who doesn't make a lot of you know, he he's he doesn't strike you as, as this like vocal leader of the team, like the, the dominant the alpha of the team. And you you trade for him and he turns out to be one of the best players in the league. Yeah. So and he he seemed Kawhi seems to fit the whole the whole aura of the Spurs so well before the whole scandal thing. He was because we've all, we've always known the Spurs as a humble organization, and 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 Kawhi being so so timid and shy seemed to fit perfectly. But then whatever happened there was weird and didn't fit at all. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a perfect fit of characters and personas in uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Mm, you know what I'm, right. what I'm excited about? I want to I want to hear your last topic that you told me uh, you wanted to introduce. Yeah. So, um, I want to make this, I want to make this like a consonant thing that we're doing for for a bit and at least until the league is back, for sure. Um, and that's bringing up 
topics from our everyday lives. Like what, for example? So, so for this week, I have prepared something that uh, I think you're getting addicted. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Let me guess. You're talking about TikTok, right? Yeah, we're talking about TikTok. I mean, there's so many people, including me, that that downloaded this app just because of the quarantine and are now addicted to that stuff. It's crazy. No, no, no. I'm I'm also in that category. Like I I fall into that as well. But <laughs> so just just to to let you know, guys, how our conversations with Kaloyan uh, look like on on daily basis before TikTok ever happened. So every day we would, you know, chat for a bit like, hey, what's up? He would send me some uh, NBA article. I would send him some NBA news. And we would, like, briefly chat, see each other for, in like, for a day and then repeat that whole thing for the next four and then we see each other again. Now, like, we spend a whole weekend together filming TikToks. <laughs> it was fun though, uh, fun for sure. I no, mean, and the thing is, the thing is, I hate the fact how much I like it. <laughs> of course, of course you do. It's it's addicting, and nobody likes anything addicting. But it's it was fun. It was really fun because we spent. It was me, my girlfriend, and you, and my my roommate, and we we filmed a bunch of TikToks. It was it was just hilarious. It was just great times. No, no, it, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. But are we going to ever stop with it? Like, what what happened with us? Like, we were talking a few months ago. What is this thing, TikTok? Like, we're too old for this. Nobody, only, like, children do that. Like, we're too already, we're too old for this. To we're be honest, 22. I believe, I believe that the, the, the whole hype is going gonna, is gonna to die down fairly soon. I think so. Like that that's how I feel. Or or at least I mean if if it holds it'd be like a month after after quarantine that the the whole hype dies down, you know what I mean? It's it's I don't think it's gonna last too much, but it's it's I mean, enjoy it while it's still fun. Is it gonna though? I don't know. I feel I'm like not it sure. It's, cause you have to remember that, that social media is still a business and and TikTok is not very monetizable for creators. So, so naturally, creators will not be attracted to this social media too much if they can make money out of it. So that that's something that that drags it down a bit. If they don't if they don't find a way to introduce uh, ways to monetize creators, that that's going to be a problem for them, I think. Yeah, but I I don't know. Like just. I don't know. It 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 does really weird stuff to me. Like I'm at this point where when I don't know what to do with my day. Like yesterday, I was like, okay, I have this class, I have that class. Then I had a meeting online, and then I was like, yeah, I think it's time to film a TikTok. And I was like, <laughs> what what is wrong with me? Like, how did I end up here? Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's it's fun, especially if, when you start getting some views and stuff, and then you see people liking liking your stuff, and then you feel good about yourself because you're 
is we're all egotistic and then <laughs> you know what I mean? It's no true. True. And the funniest thing is, you know this thing on your phone that gets you like not the screen time re- screen time report, yeah. That shows you in which app you have yeah, spent yeah, the most yeah. time. It used to be primarily YouTube and um Instagram. That was, from was the social media. I was gonna say the same I was gonna say the same thing. I've been watching way less YouTube since TikTok TikTok came around. Yeah, and Instagram as well. Like I haven't like I would when I don't know what to do, I would pick up my phone and just scroll through Instagram, like watch some stories, watch some Let's see what uh, what uh, people have uploaded. Now I'm just constantly going to TikTok, and I'm like, oh my god, what is wrong with me? Yeah, it's just and fun. <laughs> it is, and they have managed to find so many ways to get you in that rabbit hole that YouTube does. Yeah, because there's so many paths that you can just scroll and look through content. It's I, I mean, I don't for know. people that are fans of of some of, of some dank memes. Uh, TikTok is for sure the place for you. There's there's some <laughs> there's some pretty fun stuff around there. You can find some some comedy in there. No, true, true, true. And uh, it it's just funny how two grown ups because for the TikTok audience we are grown ups. Um, for sure. <laughs> and it's just funny how we got so hooked up on that. Yeah. Do you think Do you think it's kind of weird that that's the kids of really young age are posting some like seemingly mature stuff. Cause I, I kind of get super disturbed and that, that like that, that's the moment I, I'm like, okay, this is getting kind of out of hand. Cause like, when I see like a 14, 15 year old girl doing the whole, the, the, all the trends that the, 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 the promiscuous girls are doing too, you know what I mean? It's And then it's getting kind of too much to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I know what kind of stupid things I was doing when I was fifteen, sixteen. So yeah, yeah, I don't even blame them. There's that too. Yeah. So I know what I was doing, and I'm not gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be like, "Oh my God, this uh, these young kids nowadays, what what are they doing?" No, I did the same stupid things, but offline because we didn't broadcast them that much. Like Instagram was not even. Such a big thing back then. Yo, I didn't have I, don't, I didn't have Instagram since like I mean until like eleventh grade, which was which was way later than almost everybody I know. Yeah, I I I had my Instagram when I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. It was it was the summer after eighth grade, which is a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, that's like seven seven eight years ago, and. It was, it was not the thing that it is today. Surely, like I still remember the interface of it. Yeah, everything was different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, everything like social media is evolving, like every single thing around these days. But the funniest thing is, I think every single thing evolves around social media. You know, just just look at business. I mean, for listeners, both of us are, are studying business and. And like uh, seemingly everything that we study, like be it like economy or marketing or whatever, everything is so gathered up around the whole digital era thing and trying to utilize social media and everything. 
Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because um, actually TikTok is one of the best places where you can market yourself. Do you think so? Yeah, like not in the sense of that you're going to get your your conversion rate is going to be high, but you're going to make your brand known because this is the most downloaded app in in any app store like Google or Google Store or App Store, I don't know how the Google thing. Google Play, I believe. Yeah, probably from where you download apps on Android. Yeah. Uh, this is the most downloaded app, and it has so many users. It's just insane, and it's That's not that you're gonna get glad. your. And it's not that you're gonna get your conversion rate so high. But you're going to make your brand known for sure. Like, you're going to expose it to many people that would miss it, even though if they're children. Like, if you find out cool ways to to uh, market your brand over there, even if it's yourself. Like, children, they show, they show it to each other. Even if they only watch it and like it, it's still a good thing because it's going to get to more and more people. Through, yeah. the, uh, through the algorithm of the social media. But it's really funny how we were, we got together for a weekend only to film TikToks. I mean, not only, but. No, no, it's kind of not only. I, at that point, I didn't even have it. I didn't, I didn't even have an account. But then when you came, I created one and we just ended up making a bunch of videos too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I did something really bad for you. Yeah, I think, you, I, I, think you, I think you infiltrated TikTok into my life for sure. Yeah, and I don't, and I now I regret it because if you used to send me like an article or two of MBA, now you're sending me like five TikTok videos a day. I mean, which... I, would, I would send you an article in the MBA if the MBA was going, <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> true, true, it's true. not even going on. Yeah, That's we have to, sense. we have to, we have to work with with what we have. You think we can end it here? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, then. I'm going to give you the pleasure. Thank you to everybody who's listening. I hope everybody's staying safe. Uh, thank you for sharing our video, uh, our podcast. And check out my TikTok. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, check out our TikTok. Check out our social medias. And. I don't know where they're going to check it because we don't post it anywhere. But never mind. Find us <laughs> in our... <laughs> in, uh, yeah, they don't know that either. But <laughs> we'll make sure to link our TikToks and Instagrams in the description of the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. <laughs>